Hollywood stars have joined together to write a letter to City National's parent company, the Royal Bank of Canada, to defund the Canada Gas Pipeline. The letter signed in solidarity urges the Royal Bank of Canada to withdraw support from the Coastal Gas Link Pipeline effective immediately. The letter goes on to say, City National Bank's parent company, Royal Bank of Canada, is bankrolling the climate crisis and violating the rights of indigenous peoples. More than 65 celebrities, including Mark Ruffalo, Leonardo DiCaprio, Ben Stiller, Scarlett Johansson, and Jane Fonda, in addition with Susan Srandon and Robert Downey Jr., banded together to send the letter to City National Bank's parent company. City National Bank has been dubbed as the Bank of the Stars and acquired the Royal Bank of Canada in 2015. Some of the celebrities mentioned filmed a video together to raise awareness using the hashtag NoMoreDirtyBanks. Ruffalo kicked off the video explaining the bank's involvement with the Coastal Gas Link Pipeline. He said, right now, major banks like the Royal Bank of Canada are financing a fracked gas pipeline bulldozing through the land of the Wet'suwet'en Nation in northern British Columbia, Canada. He went on to say, the Wet'suwet'en hereditary chiefs never consented to this pipeline construction through their territories, which would risk the sacred headwaters of the Wisden Kai River. But here's where it gets complicated. The Supreme Court of Canada recognized Wet'suwet'en's hereditary chiefs as rightful title holders of the land, but corporations still get away with consulting only elected leadership put in place by the colonial government. In a statement to Variety, which published a letter as an ad, Coastal GasLink stated, Since the beginning of the project, Coastal GasLink has sought to engage and consult with the Western Houses through the office of the Wet'suwet'en and elected leadership. We want to listen and seek meaningful ways to address interests and concerns, including ensuring the pipeline is built under the Maronica River using the safest technologies available. Coastal Gatling recognizes that indigenous reconciliation and addressing climate change are essential to creating a better, more sustainable world, the statement added. We would encourage everyone interested to take the time to understand all the facts and the important role indigenous communities have in developing and building the project. This is the most recent example of Hollywood lining up against the fossil fuel industry. Unfortunately, Hollywood has also been the cause of increased carbon emissions. According to a 2006 two-year study by UCLA, the Hollywood Film and television industry produces more air pollution in the five-county Los Angeles region than almost all the other five sectors studied. In other words, Hollywood creates more pollution than individually produced by aerospace, manufacturing, apparel, hotels, and even semiconductor manufacturing. Only the petroleum industry and its fuel refineries contributed more emissions. The study also found that the industry produced 140,000 tons of ozone and diesel particulate emissions per year. This does not even account for the amount of carbon emissions produced by Hollywood elitists via their private airplanes, yachts, and million-dollar homes. This is AC, your host of War on Report. Today we will discuss Hollywood's war on oil. In this episode, we'll cover what is actually going on with climate change, the role fossil fuels play in the global sphere, and most importantly, ways to get to alternative fuels. We'll discuss this after a word from our sponsor. All right, here we go. First thing I want to discuss is climate change. 
An excess buildup of greenhouse gases in the atmosphere has caused dramatic changes to Earth's climate, a trend that will worsen as more fossil fuels are burned. When fossil fuels are burned, the stored carbon and other greenhouse gases are released into the atmosphere. Burning fossil fuels accounted for 74% of U.S. greenhouse gas emissions in 2019. Extracting and transporting oil poses major environmental and safety risk. Pipelines, offshore drilling wells, and related infrastructure often leak, polluting oceans, wetlands, freshwater sources, and other ecosystems, and threatening human health. Thousands of oil spills occur each year in the United States, and although many are small, they can still harm animals and humans. Major oil spills such as the 2010 BP Deepwater Horizon disaster, which released 3 million barrels of oil into the Gulf of Mexico, impact ecosystems for decades. Coal is primarily used to generate electricity and in 2020 supplied 19% of U.S. energy consumption. Coal's share has been steadily decreasing as the cost of natural gas and renewable energy have dropped, making coal less competitive. As coal usage has dropped in the United States, so have carbon dioxide emissions from coal by 50% from 2007 to 2019. Assessing natural gas requires drilling a well. In the United States, natural, natural gas is found in shell and other sedimentary rock formations and is extracted through the process called hydraulic fracking or fracking. Fracking requires forcing water, chemicals, and sand down a well at high pressure, which cracks the rock and releases the natural gas. This process can be extremely resource intensive, requiring between 1.5 million gallons to 16 million gallons of water per well. Fracking can also pollute local waterways, create contaminated waterway, and cause earthquakes. What are alternative energies that can replace these? We will discuss um, what are the possibilities. Fossil fuels are not the only way to generate electricity. Cleaner technologies such as renewable energy, coupled with energy storage and improved energy efficiency, can support a more sustainable energy system with zero carbon emissions. In 2020, renewable energy accounted for about 20% of U.S. electricity generation, and that share is expected to continue to grow. Several opinions exist to transition away from the fossil fuel economy. Hydropower, biomass, wind, geothermal, and solar energy are reliable sources of renewable energy and have been a growing part of the U.S. energy mix. Nuclear energy is another zero-carbon alternative but is expensive and leaves behind long-lasting radioactive waste that is dangerous and costly to transport and store for disposal. Additionally, methane naturally generated by decomposition in landfills and by manure from livestock production can be captured to produce heat and power, preventing the release of methane directly into the atmosphere. Improving the energy efficiency of buildings, vehicles, industrial processes, appliances, and equipment is the most immediate, most cost-effective way to reduce energy and cut emissions. Orienting cities and towns around public transit, walking, or biking instead of using private vehicles also reduces energy demand. What is a timetable to successfully initiate alternative energies as a replacement for fossil fuels? Well, when asked, when experts were asked how long it will take to replace fossil fuels, some say it could happen relatively quickly. Andrew Blankers and Matthew Stocks of Australian National University believe the world is on track to reach 100% renewable energy by 2032. Their research shows solar and wind energy is growing fast enough to surpass coal by the mid-2020s. Blakers and Stocks claim that wind and solar power currently produce about 7% of the world's electricity, 
It may not seem like a lot, but over the past five years, solar capacity grew by 28% each year. Wind capacity grew at a rate of 13% per year. These figures combined with the stagnation of coal power led to the 2032 forecast. On the other side of the spectrum is Shell, a well-known oil and gas mega corporation. In 2017, they produced 3.7 million barrels of oil per day. In Shell Sky scenario, they imagine a world that complies with the Paris Climate Agreement. Shell claims they support the idea to keep the Earth's warming below 3.6 degrees Fahrenheit. In this scenario, the world will achieve net zero emissions by 2070. Still, we won't replace fossil fuels, they'll only decline. Plus, Sky is merely a scenario, a possibility that's dependent on a number of assumptions. It'll take significant time, effort, and government backing to ensure large-scale change becomes a reality. We can't shut down fossil fuel plants overnight. Consider the job losses and those with careers in the industry. Bernie Sanders, a 2020 candidate for president, plans to eliminate fossil fuels by 2050. However, he recognizes the association losses. Sanders claims protections will be in place for effective workers. He also believes his plan will create 20 million jobs. Industries that rely on fossil fuels will also feel the effect of total switch. Businesses must be open to a new status quo. Agreeing to give up fossil fuels and invest in renewables will spur change. According to one study based on existing technology, full decarbonization of the U.S. electric grid would cost $4.5 trillion. Government leaders must commit to renewables too. China, the United States, and India consume 54% of the world's fossil fuels by weight. Moreover, world usage for fossil fuels equals 15 billion metric tons. The Biden administration comes down on this topic in different ways. Biden's fossil fuel blockade, his emission administration still refuses to hold onshore drilling lease cells. This past Thursday, asked how high gasoline prices would need to rise before they would support opening federal lands to oil and gas production, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi replied, I'm not for drilling on public lands. That's no doubt how Tesla driving Democrat donors feel. But why is President Biden letting them steer this energy policy when it has not been beneficial to the American public? It was reported last month that a federal judge slapped down the Biden administration's inflated social cost estimate for greenhouse gas emissions. The administration's estimate captured all of the potential harm from carbon emissions globally over three centuries. Yes, centuries. They threw in everything from property damage to health, harms, and war. Biden officials were furious at the judge's decision because they planned to use this grossly inflated social cost estimate to support restrictions on fossil fuels, from stricter fuel economy rules to methane emissions curbs for oil and gas production. Now they can't, so dozens of the rulemaking are stalled. But here's the kicker. The White House Budget Office says the injunction has caused it to halt permitting work on at least 18 wells on federal oil and gas leases in New Mexico and new lease cells. The White House is blaming the judge for what it was already doing, or rather not doing. Interior has shown slow rolling oil and gas permits since Mr. Biden took office. A judge last week struck down Biden's leasing ban on federal land and ordered Interior to hold quarterly leases as required by law. Only in November did Interior finally hold an offshore cell. Then Green Group sued and a liberal judge blocked the cells. The administration hasn't appealed. The Biden administration is likely to resume new oil and gas drilling leases on federal lands after winning a temporary victory in federal court.
Bloomberg News reported Friday that the Department of Interior would resume its plans for new oil and gas drilling after a three-judge panel on the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals issued a stay on a lower court ruling that blocked the administration from using a higher social cost of carbon in its environmental analysis. With this ruling, the department continues its planning for responsible oil and gas development on America's public lands and waters. Interior Department spokesman Melissa Schwartz said in a statement emailed to Bloomberg calculating the social cost of greenhouse gas emissions provides important information that has been part of the foundation of the work of the Interior Department has undertaken for the past year. Still, Mr. Biden hasn't held onshore lease sales and is the only president in at least two decades not to have done so in a given year. Approvals for the new liquefied natural gas terminals and expansions are also sitting at the Department of Energy and Federal Energy Regulatory Commission, according to the American Petroleum Institute. Meantime, the left-leaning Center for American Progress this week urged the administration to block ConocoPhillips project in the National Petroleum Reserve, Alaska, which aims to produce 160,000 barrels of oil per day over 30 years. A federal judge last summer tossed the Trump environmental permit, and now Interior is revisiting the project. We take the point that reducing regulatory barriers to development won't increase production or reduce energy prices overnight. But as one oilfield service executive recently told Bloomberg, Biden is signaling that his environmental goals trump energy securities and consumer prices, and that's not lost on the public companies or banks they rely on. Regulatory uncertainty and political hostility to fuels, uh, fossil fuels discourage long-term investments which are needed to increase supply and keep energy prices in check. The Russian-Ukraine war shows a global dependence on fossil fuels. Fossil fuels, which includes coal, oil, and natural gas, have been powering economies for over 150 years and currently supply about 80% of the world's energy. Fossil fuels formed millions of years ago from the carbon-rich remains of animals and plants. As they decomposed and were compressed and heated underground, oil constitutes about one-third of U.S. energy consumption. The majority of the world's oil is pumped out of underground reservoirs but can be sourced from other deposits in shale and tar sands. Natural gas is burned to generate an increasing share of U.S. electricity and now supplies one-third of the country's energy consumption. It's most commonly used to produce heat or electricity for buildings or industrial processes. In 2020, the United States produced about 24% and consumed 22% of the world's natural gas. The Warren Report says Hollywood elitists take the stance that fossil fuel production, which include oil, gas, and coal, should be eliminated now. Due to their 1% or lifestyle, they do not understand the global cost or timetable to replace that energy. As the Ukraine-Russian war has shown, the world is greatly dependent on fossil fuels at this time. Climate change is real and must be addressed. However, we must do it the right way. The most logical time frame is by the year 2060 we could be close to making this transition. That gives everyone 38 years to make the transition to alternative fuels. Hollywood must understand that not everyone lives their elitist lifestyle and this will have to be a slow timed rollout to ensure the goal of changing to alternative energies is attainable and cause the least amount of trauma to the general public. The hardest part will be getting other countries such as China and India to transition over to alternative fuels. That will take time, 
energy, and great efforts by the global community to make it happen. In the meantime, Hollywood should focus more on helping to find pathways to start down the path towards alternative fuel instead of being the divisive and elitist industry they have become with no idea how the other 99% live their daily lives. This will bring us to the end of the episode. Our nation is being overwhelmed by the socialist progressive movement as shown on this podcast. Now is not the time to sit on the sideline and allow this destructive movement to succeed. We must get active and do our part to ensure faith, family, freedom, and our nation overcomes the bombardment from this progressive socialist movement. The keys are to get active in your community to ensure this ideology does not gain control in your city council or school boards. Vote against all candidates who align with this movement. And finally, inform and educate your family and neighbors to this destructive movement. I want to thank you all for listening to the War on Report. Remember, know the challenge, stay informed, and always vote for freedom.